the God who loves us. Earlier we watched a story about uh, the lost sheep. And uh, Jesus actually told three similar stories, all with a punchline that was going to drive a point home. And the point Jesus was making was that people matter to God and he loves people. And so Jesus told these three stories. He told the story of the lost sheep where a shepherd has a hundred sheep and one goes missing and he leaves the 99 who are all safe and then goes after the one because the one matters. And then he told a story of a lost coin of a woman who had 10 coins and then loses one and sweeps the whole house until she finds that one that was missing. And then the third story Jesus told was about the lost son. Basically, a father had two sons, and some of you will know that story. One goes off and gets into a lot of trouble, but the father waits at home, eagerly waiting for that son to come home, and is ready to welcome him when he comes home. So the question is, why did Jesus ask these three, uh, these three stories? Why did he tell the same story three ways? If he's getting a point across, the point is because he was making some big points and he really wanted us to know. He was fed up with religious leaders who gave the impression that God didn't care about the riffraff. God didn't care about people. And they, they misrepresented who God was and kept people away from God rather than drawing them to him. And Jesus told these stories because he loved to mix with ordinary people, which is great news because we're ordinary people here. And you may feel that you're an ordinary person if you're joining us online. Listen, God loves people. He loves ordinary people. And the point is Jesus mixed with people who were non-religious. He mixed with those notorious sinners, the wrong type. And he got into trouble for it. He, Jesus loves people who are messed up, who are broken, in order that he can restore them and draw them. See, the truth is this. God is interested in ordinary people, which means he's interested in you and me. And he loves us. And there's no one that God overlooks. God loves everyone. We matter to him a lot. And that also means that God is interested in every single person we meet. As a church, everyone that's in our life, everyone is of value to him. Everyone matters. You can't rub shoulders with someone. You can't be neighbours with someone. You can't go to work with someone who does not matter to God. And Jesus told these stories to get that point across. And each of these three stories have uh, three threads to them, three common threads. And I want to go through those three threads. The first is this, is that the value... Uh, it's all about the value of the one, the value of the one. Some things, you know, if you, if you lose some things, it really doesn't matter if you lose them. And if it's a paperclip, who cares that you lost a paperclip? You know, we were out of the office. When I got back to the office, and uh, everyone knows in the office, you come to the pot on my desk, and there's pens. Everyone borrows my pens. There's always heaps of pens there. Everyone knows that. Sally knows that. And... <laughs> But the point is this, when I got back from lockdown, there were no pens there. <laughs> Who cares? It's a pen. But some things, when you, when you lose them, it really matters. 
Some things are very precious. And these three stories talk about the value of something that was missing. The, long sheep, the lost sheep wandered off. He's unable to find his way home. He gets lost. Does it matter? The farmer's got 99 others? Yes, it absolutely matters. He noticed that one was missing. He noticed that one needed to come home. It was valuable to him. It mattered to him. The lost coin, lifeless, maybe it just sort of fell down in a crack, can't get itself out of the crack, can't find its way into the, the lady's purse or whatever. What does the lady do? Well, she's possibly a widow. What we know is that she was probably poor. It mattered a lot to her. Maybe that was her inheritance. Maybe it was her pension. I don't know. But one out of ten, she missed that coin. It mattered to her a lot. And then there's the lost son. He deliberately goes off, uh, wastes everything he has, gets messed up in the, in the wrong crowd, and ends up feeling lost and ashamed. And yet the father eagerly is there waiting and watching, eager for him. The son mattered to the father. Something of value was lost. The lesson Jesus is wanting us to know and wanting the religious leaders to know is this. God values and notices the one. He notices the one. He misses the one. And he's got a heart for the one. He loves people even though they're lost, broken, wandered off, far away. God loves people. So this would have been a rebuke for the religious leaders and, uh, you know, it would have exposed their self-righteous attitude that was really going, oh, God doesn't care about or the ordinary people. God doesn't like those sorts. Actually, Jesus was going, he does care about those sorts. That's exactly who he cares for. It would have been a revelation to his disciples that, uh, you know, lost, broken people really mattered to God. You know, we were all there once as well. We really matter to God. And they would have observed how Jesus stopped to engage with the one. Jesus noticed the one. You remember one day he goes into a city and he notices Zacchaeus. Nobody else noticed him. Nobody else wanted to notice him. Jesus noticed him. And it showed that these people are valuable to Jesus. It was also good news for the crowd. They recognised that even though they've messed up, what Jesus is telling me is that I matter to God and God values me. It was good news. And listen, whether you or I have deliberately messed up or wandered away and just found ourselves in a lost place, I just want you to know God loves you and you matter to him. He values us. The truth is this, there's hope for us. The truth is this, that we're made in the image of our heavenly father. And though we've got messed up, we're made for relationship with him. And we may be away from him, but you matter a lot to him. We're of great value to him. The value of the one, so key. Second point, a search for the one. Hannes, could you help us with that? A search for the one. When uh, you lose something of real value, you miss it. You'll search everywhere until you find it. And it's the same with each of these stories. What was lost really mattered, really mattered. And there was a relentless search. So the sheep goes off and wanders off. So the shepherd doesn't worry about the 99 because they're safe. So he goes off and has an all-out search until he tra tracks down the one until he finds it. 
He goes up valleys, he goes in up mountains, and searches everywhere, under rocks, everything, until he finds it. There's an all-out search. The second story, the coin goes missing. And the woman gets a lamp, sweeps the whole house, moves the whole furniture until she finds the coin. She keeps going. She's relentlessly looking for this coin. She must find it. And then in the story of the son, the son goes off and the father watches as he goes off, eagerly waiting for him to return. The first two stories really show the value of what uh, was uh, missing and God's initiative in coming looking for. So the woman searches, the farmer searches for the missing items. The last story really emphasises our needs to turn. So the father's waiting at home, longing for a relationship, but he's waiting for his son to come to his senses and return home. When he does, he's there with open arms. This shows us not only our responsibility to respond to God, but also a God's willingness to receive us and to welcome us back. Praise God. So the lesson is that God values the one enough to send out a search party. He's done that to rescue people. And that is Terongapai or Ihu Karaiti. That is the good news of Jesus Christ, that God so loved the world that he gave his son. Because he loved us. He sent out a search party. Jesus came, as he said, to search out, to look for those who were lost and messed up and broken in order that he could come and bring them home. God has done everything. And as we look at the cross of Jesus, there we see God's amazing heart and amazing love. And now, not only has God done this, now he looks at us, church, and says, now, sons and daughters, you catch my heart. You catch my heart. I want you on my search party because I'm interested in the one. And he's calling us to be part of a search party that looks for the one. It could be the one neighbour. It could be the one colleague. It could be the one that you used to go to school with. God is interested in the one. And he calls us as sons and daughters, as those who've, by the mercy of God, been found to love people, connect people, search people down. I love that song that we sung just now about God's relentless love chasing us down. That's what the chase is about. It's about the search for the one in order to bring people home. And then the third point, the party for the one. Jesus, the third ingredient in this story, in each of the stories there was a party, there was a celebration. The first story, the shepherd who found the sheep went home with his and found his mates and said, come and celebrate with me. And interesting, Jesus said this, he said, Yeah, but you need to know that in heaven, there is more rejoicing over one person who returns to God. There's rejoicing over the one, the one sinner who repents. The second story, the woman, she searches until she finds the coin. When she finds the coin, there's a party. She calls her neighbours round and says, come on, this this is wonderful. I found what was lost, and she calls them to celebrate. And again, Jesus says, in the same way, there's rejoicing among the angels over one sinner who turns to God. And then the third story, the son recognises his sin and need for forgiveness. And so he comes home. He returns home. And I love the story which shows the father running 
to see his son, running to embrace his son, running to uh, welcome him home, celebrating. And he threw a party. He's celebrating the return of the prodigal. It's a, you know, and the lesson that God teaches us here, or Jesus is teaching us, is this is how God feels about one person who turns to him. And that means you and I. That means whether you're joining us online as well, it means all of us. God loves the one who returns. God loves the one who returns. When I returned home, when I came to my heavenly father, you know, when I repented of my sins and I turned to Jesus, because I, I felt I was in a real mess. I needed Jesus in my life. When I did that, do you know there was a, there was a party in heaven because of me? There was a party. It was, it was like there was a celebration. God was rejoicing. When I came to God, when I felt miserable, when I felt, can I really come home? I found God running towards me like a heavenly father that he is, running to embrace me. That's the heart of God. That's the heart of the Father. There's a party in heaven. And when you turn to Jesus, there's a party in heaven. And there's banners all around the place with your name on it. Just like when it happened with me. That's what Jesus says. And listen, it can happen for you today. Whether you've joined us here in person or one of our other locations, uh, whether you're just online at home and you can't be with us. Listen, God loves you. God is the God who chases you, he loves you, he's after you, and he's the God who's going to welcome you with open arms. All we need to do is turn to him and receive him. We need to come and just ask for his cleansing and forgiveness. He'll wrap his arms of love around us. Listen, if you're in any doubt, I want to tell you this. You're the one God's chasing. You're the one God's pursuing. That's the heart of the God that we serve. It also means, church, that we can know the thrill of what it is to see other people's lives change. We can see the thrill of others turning to God, and every time someone turns to God, we can have a party. You know, some of you would have missed this, but in lockdown, we had um, our first um, wedding that came out of the Alpha course. And so it's really good to have Mr. and Mrs. Turner, the new Mr. and Mrs. Turner, here with us today. Isn't that wonderful? Listen. That was a celebration, but I tell you this, what was so thrilling was the last time we ran an Alpha course where Jesus came and impacted their lives and brings the wanderer home and brings Josh, who hasn't known anything about Jesus before, brings him to the Father and Jesus comes into their life. Listen, there was a party in heaven and every time we see one, two, three, four come through to Jesus, listen, there is a party in heaven Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And Jesus told these three stories to show us the heart of the Father. He, he, he wanted to draw us into his mission. He didn't just tell us about his love. He said, no, you can be part of the search party too. You can come too. That's why, I honestly believe that, this is why you live where you live. This is why you work where you work. This is why you're a part of this whānau here, because God wants you part of the search party because there are so many of the ones out there that God says, I want to bring them home. We're in this together. God wants to draw people. That's why we continue to run Alpha. That's why we continue to invite the one to taste of Jesus. That's why when we're back in Tamanawa next week, bring your friends along because God is interested in the one. God's interested in the one who's currently away 
but God is willing to forgive and restore. I want us to pray right now. I wonder if we can do that. And, and uh, um, Jack, if you're able to come and uh, lead us in a song, that would be really awesome. But I'll, I'll pray and you can lead us when you're ready to go. And um, let's just pray. In fact, why don't we just stand now, shall we? I want to pray that God gives us a heart for people. God gives us his heart for people. And um, I just wonder if we can do that. I also want to pray for any who want to come to know Jesus. Any who feel lost and broken this morning. Let's just come to the Father now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Dear Father, we praise you. We thank you. Thank you that you're here with us. Thank you you love us. Father, you're so good and so kind. And Father, we pray that you would come on King's Church Fano and come on us with your love and your grace. Father, we want to be a church that connects with your heart, that represents your heart. Father, we want to be an open door church for those who are currently away from you but want to know answers. Father, we thank you for every life that has been transformed by your grace. Each one of us here that can know the goodness of God, we thank you for that. And I pray, Father, for any here, any who are watching, Father, I pray by your mercy, come near them now. Come and draw them, Father. Thank you that you are such a merciful God. Thank you that anyone who turns to you, you'll gladly receive them. Hallelujah. We praise you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.